0: Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. Our goal is that this message builds your faith and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Are you there? Say, I'm there. All right, let's go. Finally, my brethren, this is in the New King James, be strong in the Lord and in his power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand, everyone say stand, against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Remember we talked about this, how our prayers have to be heaven bound in heavenly places, not earth bound. Because that's where the warfare is at. That's where things are changed and altered. So he says, this is where in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Say with me. Stand. Having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Now, I believe this is said with an unction right here. Stand therefore. Having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith to with which you will be able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. How many of you love the Word of God? which is the Word of God. In all of this, the the message I hear is this. The armor of God, the purpose of it is to keep you standing. Some of you may not even realize this, but while you are walking with Jesus, He is equipping you, He is dressing you, He is putting stuff on you, and the reason why you're still standing right now is because God is inside of you, and he clothes you and strengthens you and encourages you. I want you to turn around to somebody and look at them right in the face and tell them, hey, I'm still standing. I am still standing. You understand what I'm talking about, right? The enemy tried to knock you down, but somebody say, I'm still standing. Come on. That little, that little, all that drama tried to set you back, but you know what? You're still standing. You know what? That sickness didn't get you. You're still standing. That debt didn't swallow you up. You're still standing. Just lift up your hands and say, Lord Jesus. Just dress me out. Just just put the clothes, just put the armor on me. I want to stand flat-footed and I want to look my future right in the face and say, in Jesus' name, Amen. Give the Lord one more hand, clap of praise. Now you can be seated. God bless you. Thank you for standing. Oh, it just feel so good in this place. Uh, I just love his presence and love the anointing and What God does. When you read this, when you look at Ephesians chapter 6, most of you probably have this plaqued up or framed up in your home. Maybe some of you have it highlighted in your Bible. Uh, Maybe some of you have t-shirts with this scripture on it. This is not an unfamiliar portion of scripture. This is something that we have read all of our Christian life, if not all our life. And so You know, there's still questions, even though we we recognize and we're familiar with it, we still, I recognize people still have questions about this. And that number one question is this, how do I put on the armor of God? I have heard different ways and approaches toward this. I have, uh, throughout the years, I've had some people say, uh, when you get out of bed, the first thing you do is put your armor on and say, I put them on my helmet, I put on my breastplate, I, you know, sword, I do that. Well, I've never done that before. Because something inside of me told me just because I say that doesn't mean it's going to be there if I don't do what's right. Did I sneak up on you? I mean, really, think about this. Just because you can speak God's armor on you in the sense of, you know, I put on this and put on that, and I'll put this in my hand. Doesn't mean that it's there if you don't comply to what the word says. If Jesus is the one who dresses us in this, then we have to go to him and let his attributes fulfill every area of our heart. So I'm going to convey this to you, and I'm going to just help you. So if you might be wondering, how do you put on all these six pieces of armor? It goes through and describes six pieces. Now, God has a one-stop shop for all of us to get dressed with the armor, and it's called prayer. It's called prayer. This is where we interact with the Holy Spirit. This is where the Holy Spirit begins to clothe us with the right equipment. This is where he begins to work on our hearts. And the things that we ask God for many times... um, we don't have to ask. We just realize later that, you know, this is part of the package. This is part of what happens and follows suit with just my actions. In other words, being equipped equipped with the armor of God is a byproduct of prayer. Praying right matters. Praying right, thinking right, acting right, all of these things are what we need to have all equipment that God has for us instilled and put on our lives and our hearts. It's the spirit man. It's the spirit man that, that we're trying to follow after and trying to be sensitive to. So when the spirit of God begins to equip you and you feel, for example, your salvation is very clear, there's no doubt, there's no condemnation, there's no no guilt, there's no shame, and you know that you know that you know that the blood of Jesus covers your life and that God's forgiven your sins and that you're on your way to heaven, then you've got something to point at and say, I've got his salvation on my head, protecting my thought process. Thank you for the two that clapped your hands. That was very kind of you. I said, you've got salvation covering you. I said you're covered by the blood. You're, you're covered by Calvary, it's got your back, it's got your front, it's got your five, it's, you know, it's got everywhere around you. There's got your six. There's no nothing that you can face, and no one that you can look at that can point the finger and cause you to be and feel guilty. When you got the blood of Jesus, you are covered and you are forgiven. And you need that. We all need that. And so we engage with the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Kingdom of God. It's so synonymous. When you study the Scripture, the Holy Spirit is synonymous with Holy Ghost, Kingdom of God, Spirit of Christ, the new wine. Why? Well, because that's how it operates in our life. It's this omni- om- omniscience of God and his omnipotence, his power. He's omnipresent everywhere, and he's all things to all men. So the Spirit of God is our helper. And it says he would teach us all things in the book of John. And so when you start to look a little bit closer, the first step to getting dressed is understanding. Your understanding has to be enlightened, and your understanding has to be clear. First of all, you cannot live with condemnation and guilt in your life That's why I mentioned the helmet first. I know in the scripture there's other pieces of equipment that are mentioned first. But a lot of people, a lot of people wrestle with their salvation. A lot of individuals will have to go back and wonder if they really are forgiven. And this is out of order. It's really not in my notes, but I feel like I need to tell somebody this. The past is gone. Here's a word for somebody, maybe somebody watching on Facebook Live or on, the, on YouTube or wherever, but I'm gonna, I feel like I need to tell somebody, the past is gone and you have to stop judging yourself from the past. We think that we're the only ones that makes mistakes. We think we're the only ones who fail. We think we're the only ones that has ever done wrong. I hate to tell you, but look around, because we're all guilty. I I said that kind of weird, all guilty. (laughs) Nobody's perfect, but we have a perfect God who is perfectly in love with us, who has perfectly wiped away all of your sins. Say, today's a new day. Say, right now. Right now. I believe that my future is bright and my past is gone in Jesus' name. So we understand that we are forgiven and that we are covered, but then we have to walk in obedience. And then we have to allow our heart to be sensitive and tender to the voice of God. So in this series, we talked about focusing on righteousness, on the righteousness of God, to stand up, have a backbone, have some conviction, have some ethics about you, have some character about you, and understand that he's done all the work. Keep your ego in check. Keep your pride in check because everything good in your life, everything perfect in your life has come from above, the Father of lights. It all belongs to him. It all belongs to him. And we continue to live in his righteousness, And we must, we must walk in obedience to what he says. Making the right choices has everything to do with being properly protected, with being properly instructed and led and guided by the Spirit. Thinking right, making the right choices. The righteousness of God is simply put, making the right choices according to God's Word. We didn't have this privilege before Jesus Christ came. As humanity, we couldn't even keep the law of the letter. We couldn't cross our T's and dot our I's. We didn't know how to do it. We didn't have the power to walk in it. In fact, without the power of God in your life, I'm going to beg. I beg to tell you, and I, I, I beg of you, not just in a in a in a way that that would just be conflicting with your thought process. But I'm gonna tell you if you don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, don't knock it till you tried it. Because the power of God is real. God's grace is empowering and it The the, the grace of God is just not, it's not the allowance to allow you to go out into the world and and act the way you want. The grace of God is the power of God to keep you from sin and to keep you walking right, to help you be clothed with the armor of God and to make the right choices, to lead you to green pastures and to still waters, to make you to be like that tree that that the book of Psalms talked about in that first chapter where he said that you shall be a tree planted by the rivers of water, and whatever you do will prosper, and you'll bring forth your fruit in your season, and your leaves will not fade, and everything about you is going to be right because God is giving you the right direction for your life. Somebody say, leave me, Lord. Leave me, Lord. And so we begin to look at this, and the Holy Spirit puts God's desires inside of you, now, we become righteous by the blood of Jesus. We learned that last week. If you want to follow in the series, go back on YouTube, go to our app, pull it up, listen to the podcast. We have many ways for you to connect. But you see, none of us would be righteous at all if it hadn't been for the blood. But there's a responsibility that comes after that, and that's keeping yourself in alignment with the will of God. It's walking in His grace. And so listen to this, Jeremiah 31 and 33 says, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their minds. This is new covenant now. This is prophecy. This is what God was going to do. He's wanted to do this with Israel for years, but until Jesus came, he couldn't do it. And so now he prophesies here, and I will put my law in their minds, write it on their heart, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Do we have any of God's people here today? You are God's people. David knew the secret, and this is why David said this in Psalms 119 and verse 11. David said, your word, everyone say his word. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's what his desire was. This is why David never lost battles. The only time David really lost, lost big is whenever he made a mistake and he was with Bathsheba. I mean, the name should have given it away, right, Bath? Right? He was supposed to be on the front lines. He was supposed to be at war. This is the time that David, David said, I've got to step back. I'm going to step back, and I'm going to just enjoy my life and not be in the front of the lines, in front of the battle. You see, men, the safest place you can be is in the battle. The safest and the best place you can be with God is in battle. Listen, you know, I've learned that when I have the Sort of the spirit in my hand, I don't have much room for anything else. And it keeps me and reminds me that there is a battle, but we are the winners, we are the victors, we have something on our side. You are well able, you can take them. David prayed to God at one point and said, shall I overcome, and can I go into battle? And he said, yes, go and recover all. There are so many times that David made the right decisions based on his prayer life. And when every time he was obedient to the instruction of God, he always won. So it has to do with the heart. If making the wrong choices makes us susceptible to attacks and sin and everything else in our life, then that tells me the opposite with obedience. Obedience to God will protect us. Obedience to God will promote us obedience to god's spirit and his word will enable us to connect us to the right people to fix our problems to help us in our family to begin to work and to bless you to take you down the right path many times people haven't hasn't really seen the fruit that they need in their life because they've really never taken the right path god has a path the bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by who the lord orders them Not your emotions, not your feelings, not your present problems and circumstances, because they can cause a barricade. They can cause a problem on the road. Isn't it horrible when we go to Houston and they're working on, I mean, I'm just saying personally, isn't it horrible the traffic when they're working on the road? Construction is just a pain, right? And it's so slow, then you got to wait for the guy to come in that has the, the leader of the pack with the flags on his car, and hes you got to pass. We did that from San Antonio. I don't know if you've gone to San Antonio recently, but you go to San Antonio, and, man, you can see these construction you know, going on on the highway, and then you have to wait in line, and then there's a pass. Cars passing by with the truck leading them. The sign says, follow me. So we wait for that guy to get done with his folks going that way to Houston. Then we, San Antonio, then we wait for him to come back and lead us so we can go back home, and we're sitting there, and we're all on our phones. And, it's, and, and sometimes it doesn't even have good reception. But, you know, when God wants to rebuild some things in your life, you're going to have to have patience to let him lead you. That's just the way it is. You know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's not a matter of, uh, of a continuing what you're doing. Listen, if you keep on doing the same old thing, you're going to get the same results. Sometimes you got to have to strip some things down and start over. Sometimes you're going to have to allow God to just, tear up and root up all the hard places of your heart so he can come back and give you something that's worthy of waiting for. And if you'll just wait to let him lead you and guide you during this process, at the end of the day, you're going to come out ahead and you're going to be able to go faster. You're going to be able to go smoother. You're going to have clear direction. It just takes patience. But if you can stay there long enough to say, Lord, lead me, guide me. This road is bumpy. I don't know what to do. Everything seems like it's falling apart. Listen, when things are falling apart and you're in God's will, that means that if they're not really falling apart, they're falling into place. So you stay connected. You stay connected to him. The one point and the only point I want to give you today is this. Your ability to stand comes from making right choices write that down. Your ability to stand comes from right choices. Right choices. I know it sounds funny, but did you know that that God wants us to make the right choices? He does. And there's a process that we go through. I lost my... It'll catch up. God wants us to make the right choices. He wants us to do the right things. And sometimes, how many of you agree with me right now that sometimes it's hard to make the right choice, even when we know what's right? And I'm not just talking about sin or temptation. I, I Well, yeah, I am. I mean, I'm going to tell the truth here, right? I'm like, I'm, man, I don't ever want to lie, but I'm going to tell you right now, if God just... <laughs> Lightning strikes me. I'm just, I got the fear of God on me. Like, yes, Lord, I'm so sorry. This is what I meant. So what I meant was you really have to consider that if we are making wrong choices, that there's something wrong in our heart. And be accountable and be willing to look at that and let God look at that and say say to him, I'm open. Forgive me for what I've done or forgive me for making the wrong choices, you know, because you think you could be making right choices, but there's a way that seems right into men. but there's also a plan that God has. When I ever, fi- if I ever find myself in trouble and I know I'm doing the right thing, I just trust God. But if I find myself in trouble and I know I haven't been praying, if I know I haven't been devoting myself like I need to, I'm going to tell you what I do. I sit there and I wait. I wait. I wait on him, and I'm going to wait for him to redirect me, guide me, and lead me. But if we keep on going and we keep on making the wrong choices, it's because we're getting the wrong counsel. And so many times when we make wrong choices, we're not protected. We're not protected when we make the wrong choices. And I'm not, and, and listen, keep looking forward. Don't look to the side of anyone else. Don't give yourself away. Just keep looking forward. Lots of times we make right, wrong choices based on our feelings, based on uh, emotions, and, and all of that. But what do we need in our life in order to, in order to keep that stability, that consistency? The armor of God. We keep getting knocked down, and we're not able to stand. Why? Because you don't have the armor on. Well, the enemy got me today. Boy, that devil's such a liar. He tried to get get under my skin today. Those things bother you. You don't have the armor on. You don't have your armor on. We need our armor on. I know. Let me speak about myself. When I lose my temper... Don't look at me all crazy. I know you lose your temper too. I'm dishonest enough to tell everybody. When, when you, when I say the wrong thing, now you're thinking I cuss. I don't cuss. <laughs> I know I'm being affected up here. I don't have this right here. I don't have anything to come back with. When my words that come out of my mouth, they're not, it's not God's word concerning my problem. Something's wrong right here. I'm not clothed and I'm not equipped. So you got to recognize no one's going to tell you whether or not you've got the armor on and no one can tell except you. You have to know, am I equipped? And righteousness is the very source of being equipped by God. So let me give you an illustration. Let me give you an example. I understand this. I understand that no matter what I do, no matter what I say, everything beginning with my thinking is going to allow me to be covered and protected by him. I have this on my notes. You can download this on the app. You can print them off at home. That's the cool thing about having our app. And you can study this for yourself. So I have this in notes, but if you want to write this down, write this down. To put on the armor of God, beginning with the belt, it you need right thinking. Because the scripture says, having your loins girded with truth. Okay? What that means is it's you're talking about the belt, but also referencing your mind. Referencing your mind. You see, not only does the belt keep other pieces of equipment in place. Now, there, there are different types of armor according to history. I've looked at different types. There are those that require a belt. There are those that come down, and they, they rest upon the shoulders, and they also tie together, and you have to gird them as well. But what the Word of God does, it girds and tightens every area that's loose in your life. It keeps you properly dressed and gives you, are you ready? Security. Security. The belt and right thinking brings security because it secures everything else. Also, I've seen so many diagrams of warriors and and soldiers where they actually put the sword sometimes in a holster that goes with the belt. So whenever you do have that security and you know who you are in Christ, that's the first thing you need to have settled in your heart. I am saved. I am sanctified. I have the Holy Spirit, and I belong to him. I'm not just somebody. I'm a child of God. Get that settled in your mind. I'm a child of God. I belong to him. If that isn't settled, before you ever venture off to do anything for God, You are going to struggle. In fact, case in point, look at the life of Jesus and his ministry. That was the first thing that he was tempted with. He was tempted with his identity. He went into, led by the Spirit, by the way. Isn't that ironic? Led by the Spirit, going into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. And the subject title, For that strategy that hell had was, if you're the son of God, then do this and do that and do this. If you're the son of God, turn these stones to bread. And Jesus replied back with God's word that was in his mind. He was secure in who he was. In fact, he never told him that he was. He just never gave him an answer because he didn't need to tell anybody or let him know. He just replied with the word and said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, my my God's word, my father's word, the word of God is more important than your offering and your temptation and to try to prove something to you. I don't have to prove anything to you. I am secure in who I am. Security is everything. Insecurities. I want you to write this down, and, I want, and I'll teach on this one day later on this year. But insecurities is really the, and fear and insecurities are the two spirits that allow every other spirit, demonic spirit, to come into your life and every emotion to go south. Fear and insecurity. Those two things will work on a person's mind. Insecurity. When you are insecure about something, then you are susceptible to attack. That's why you must have your mind and your thinking right. And you must know who you are. You must know that you're a child of God. Can every child of God say amen? Amen. Uh, Number two, in order to have the breastplate in your life, you have to make right and take right actions right actions. Now, let me explain this. This breastplate keeps, it keeps you protected on every vital part that causes your life to move on, everything. The heart is behind that breastplate, and it covers your back. Your liver is in there. Every vital organ that you have is under and protected by this breastplate. One of the most important things, and also along with this, but here, They're all all important, but this right here, it protects everything, every vital organ in your body, every vital organ. Right actions keeps the breastplate without any openings, without any area for the devil to come into to properly protect the most vital part of your life, and this is your character. When you set forth and take right actions, actions, when you're obedient to God's word and you take the right steps, then you are walking in his righteousness, his obedience. You are covered by his blood and you are saved, but you're walking according to his word and you are covered. And in that point, when you have a good offense, then you are deflecting everything that could affect your character and your heart the most vital part of your life, that's what the breastplate does. The breastplate protects your most important part of yourself, your spirit, your heart, your character. Character matters. Having character is so important. Character to us is the fruits of the Spirit. You have to keep the joy of God and the joy of the Lord in your life, and you have to keep the love of God in your life and not allow anyone to affect that. And I have found the best, the best, Best thing you can do is keep moving forward and taking the right action. So let me tell you something. If you don't have your mind settled, and if you aren't sure for sure what you stand for, you will be susceptible to anyone's opinions, anyone's thoughts, and you will be affected by everything. But when you have determined in your mind that you know who you are and you're determined to do the right thing, nothing can penetrate that armor. Nothing can penetrate it. Nothing nothing. You have set your mind in motion. You've already settled it in your heart. As for me and my house, we're going to what? Serve the Lord. You already got it set in your mind. No matter what, I'm going to follow Jesus. This day today is going to be blessed. When you put on the the breastplate of righteousness, you have already made it up in your mind that you're going to make the right decisions. I am a firm believer that you have got to command and bless your mornings. I am also a firm believer that you have got to pray and speak over your evenings. And, and also noon, afternoon time too. But, but, I'm, but I'm telling you right now, before you start your day, when you got your day fixed up and worked out in your mind, don't forget to include God in it. Look, listen, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I think you need to put God in that, in that app. I think you need to include God on that Google Calendar And I think you really need to put time for God there and say, this is my priority. I'm going to bless this day. I'm going to take the right steps. I'm going to be led by the Spirit today. And you have to not just pray earthbound prayers. Don't worry about that. He'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. But you have to have heaven-bound prayers. That's where angels move. That's where you're seated with him in heavenly places. So you begin to command your morning and say things like this. I am going to take steps that have been ordered by God. Thank you, Lord, for ordering our angels today and commanding them to walk and to prepare everything that you have for me. I will walk in my destiny. I thank you, God, that no weapon formed against me can prosper. Every brigade and every, every plan and every strategy We nullify and counsel right now, and there's nothing that can stop me from being fulfilled in my life. There is no devil. There is no plan. There is no strategy right now in my life that can ever hinder, and I'm going to make the right choices today. I'm going to make the right choices. When you obey God's word, you've got protection on your character and things that nothing can penetrate, and then you have to make the right steps. And this is where your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Always be ready to step towards evangelism. I'm so glad we heard the testimonies from our our students that went to Hollywood. And I'm so glad that they went and ministered to those that were on Skid Row. And I think it's a great experience. But they were told that now when they get back home, that's when the real evangelism starts in our own backyards. I, I, in my mind, I'm always prepared to minister to somebody because I love fishing. I love to fish. I'm talking about fishing for men. Yes. I love it. I, I, my brother, my big brother, he used to love to win souls. Before he passed away, my brother got sick with cancer and he passed away and went to get his reward. But before he passed, he won 14 preachers to the gospel. 14. People that didn't even know they had a call in their life and they're pastoring and they're ministering today, I'm one of them. He won. He won me to God. He had a dynamic ministry. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, he was a soul winner. And this is what he used to do. So uncanny, but so just so him as well. But he taught me something. He would say, uh, I'd say to him, Hey, man, what are you doing? He said, I'm going fishing. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, man, where are you going? To Port Lavaca? Are you going to Port O'Connor? Are you going to Magnolia? He goes, no, I'm going to H-E-B. <laughs> uh, I said, oh, that's smart. You can buy the fish in the market. It's a lot cheaper. He goes, no, dummy. <laughs> I'm going to go win souls. Ah. And so what he used to do was pray all day. And at a certain time, he'd walk into Walmart or H-E-B or someplace, and he just, God's spirit, just kind of lead him. He was that weird guy, but I promise you, I promise you, God is my witness. He was the boldest guy i ever known. He wasn't afraid of nobody. Big old boy, had a chest out to there. You can put a glass of water on it, <laughs> back like that. He was a super heavyweight powerlifter. He was a national champion. But when God, when God started dealing with him, he gave it all up and started living for God in a spiritual manner, and he was just as strong in the spirit, but very humble, very broken. The cancer just got to him, but God took what was meant for evil and turned it for good. And he would go places and win people, but he was never, never with the thought in his mind that he had nothing to do. Can I encourage all of you? When you have nothing to do, there are people that are lost in this world that need to hear about Jesus. I'm going to tell you there's nothing more exciting than leading somebody to God. And when you have those shoes on and when you learn to take the right steps towards evangelism, that's why it said, have your feet prepared with the gospel. That means always be at attention to be a blessing to somebody, to help lead somebody. In fact, I'm going to challenge you. I, I, I just pray. Why don't you win one person to God this year? Let's just double automatically just in here. Let's start another service that we have to. Let's just double. Everyone win one because when you keep those shoes on and you keep walking in them and you just know you're prepared. And if you're prepared, God will send them to you. How many of you would love to win souls and see them saved and watch them filled with God's spirit? Turn to your neighbor and tell them you got to be ready. You got to be ready. You got to have the right shoes on, take the right steps. And the next one is right believing. That's the shield of faith. How you establish a shield in your life is by having a belief system so strong that nothing can contradict it. So when arrows, when fiery darts come at you, when gossip comes, when sickness comes, when catastrophe comes trauma when a bad report comes you have already had a position in your spirit where faith is up and you have quenched it by the spirit of god by your belief system by saying no weapon formed against me can prosper not just saying it but believing it in your mind and when it comes it can't touch you it can't touch you because you believe Otherwise, not the report that the world gives you, not the report that the devil gives you, but the report that God has instilled inside of your heart from his word. What do you believe? That's the question you have to ask yourself. What do you believe? Believe Believing what God says about you will deflect every arrow from your life, every one of them. Faith is the key to shielding yourself faith in god faith in his word but faith more than anything else that nothing can harm you you are already standing at attention with something so powerful in your life that you know you're not going to believe lies you won't believe the hearsay you won't believe what you're even seeing you have only got to believe what god says and what does god say God says, according to Deuteronomy chapter 28, that you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're blessed in the field and you're blessed in the city. You're blessed going out. You're blessed coming in. That's what God says about you. That's what God says. I feel the Holy Ghost. God, God loves you so much if we can just get it right in our thinking. And then the next thing is this, a covering. I mentioned this briefly, but I think it needs to be mentioned again. Your salvation puts you under a covering of God's protection. You can't, and let me help some of you because this is really fundamental, really fundamental. Are you ready? You can't live and be saved one day and lost the next. First of all, it's just biblically The blood of Jesus is more powerful than your tomorrows and your past. But when you live in his covering in the present, there's no need to worry what tomorrow holds. Sufficient is the day for all the worries that he has. Just focus on today. Stop worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, whether you're going to fail or make mistakes or whatever. Focus on him one day at a time. But the reason why some people go in and out, in and out, in and out, is because they keep on swapping hats. Helmet, baseball. Helmet, right, party time. Helmet, right, victim. Helmet of salvation. Offense, helmet. I mean, you, you got to wear only one hat. You know, I, I understand we can become people of, that wear many hats. I understand that. But in this case, you've got to keep one helmet on. That's it. One protective piece of equipment and know that your salvation is sure. Now, I'm going to tell you what brings condemnation in people's lives is doing the wrong things. Okay? You can fall out of grace, but you can't fall away from his mercy. Understand that. I'll explain it to you later if you need me to. But grace, grace. Will calls you to keep you in your proper place and in your mind when you have that helmet there it deflects every thought that tries to come it will keep the birds if you will from making a nest in your mind that's what thoughts are it's like birds you've heard the old saying right how many of you've heard that before thoughts are like birds they can fly by and they'll go through your mind but don't let them make a nest there Everyone has bad thoughts. Everyone has negative thoughts. But doesn't mean you have to entertain those thoughts. So you're going to get hit every once in a while and just don't. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it has to be there in you and reside there. I refuse it. I refuse it. I know I'm saved. I know I ha- I'm covered by his blood. I've said this a number of times today already, but we need to get it instilled in our spirit that we are are under his covering. I am not going by what you say. I'm not going by what I feel. I'm going by what I know. And I know that I'm right with him. And he lives in me and I live in him. It's so important. And lastly, but not least, now I'm coming to a close. It's having the right words. Words. When you choose to use God's word, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, not only the written Word, but the actual voice of God coming to you. And then when you repeat what God says, it's very simple, then that's the sword of the Spirit. That's what the Spirit is saying. What did Jesus say to, when he talked about his words? He said, my words are not my own, but they're whose? His Father's right gods the words that i speak they're not my own this is why whatever jesus said that's what makes him a prophet see someone who operates in a prophetic gift all they are doing is learning how to hear god's voice through prayer and having the word there to filter out the voice because god's word god's spirit god's voice will never contradict his word So, all they're doing is repeating what they hear God say. And if it comes to pass, then it's God, right? If not, they missed it, and that's okay. Just because you miss it doesn't mean you're not operating the prophetic. If I preach a bad message doesn't mean I'm not a preacher. If I make a mistake and get a bump on the car doesn't mean I'm a bad driver. We don't take away the license from that. We make mistakes, but never, ever, ever feel like, I don't know if I'm qualified to speak God's Word. You are qualified. You have the sort of the Spirit in your life. You have the Word of God, and what if I miss it? What if I say something wrong? Well, don't worry about it. You'll never miss it when you talk to hell. Because when you use the sword of the Spirit, that word will come out of your mouth. You don't need to be doing any kind of negotiating with hell. I'm getting off the subject for a moment, but I just feel like I need to tell you. There is no negotiating at the table for your salvation or compromising your your biblical standards and ethics. Be careful when you connect with somebody who has some kind of new age or new doctrine our new way of thinking. Let me tell you something, folks. There's a reason why this Bible is still around. There's a reason why this Bible is still anointed. There's a reason why the word of God says that heaven and earth will pass away, but this word will never pass away. Ideologies will come and go. Different things will happen, but His word will always stand. And the best defense you have in your life is the word of God. But when God, I want to help you here, When God wants to release something out of your mouth, it is going to be to tear some things away that you don't need. It's going to be to destroy some enemies, and it's also going to be there to help build some things up. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And they that enjoy that will eat the fruit thereof. That means that everything that you're enjoying right now in your life came from your mouth. Everything. I believe that. Everything you're enjoying right now or really living in or maybe not even enjoying has been a product of the way we talk. But when God speaks and there's things that come against you, if you'll just pray, if you'll just believe God's word, and if you'll start speaking the right words, it won't be long that those things will be cut out of your life. You want to know something I found out recently about David? David was a young man when he fought Goliath. David was a young man when he knocked him down, and all he had was a slingshot, right? A little lad. Do you remember that? He was just a lad. He was bringing the cheese and crackers, and he remember that? Yeah, his parents sent up there to send up the tripas and the tortillas and all that you know, tamales in an ice chest. But there, there that's, that's how I see it in my mind. I don't know what you thought he did, but I think he, but anyhow, the, the point was is David was so young and David was so frail at that moment, all he can do was carry a slingshot and use it something he used in the field. And the scripture says that when he came to Goliath, you know, he was there, but he wasn't able to take that sword with him at that moment. He wasn't even able to use Saul's equipment. The king gave him equipment to wear. He said, I never tried that stuff before. I, he, he really probably had a tough time if you even tried to use it, right, having a big sword. I mean, what are you going to do with that, right, going into battle? <laughs> coming, coming. Not yet. Time's out. Time's times, you know, what was he going to do with that? What's he going to do with that? But listen to this. Historians tell this, that as David grew, David became a mighty man of battle. We think of David as frail his entire life. That's not true. He actually grew. He couldn't handle the sword of Goliath because the Bible says there was none other like it. It was big. So there are pictures now that rabbis and Jewish historians actually have details of David. When he got older, he was a brute of a man. He was big. He grew. He was muscular. And the scripture says that a latter point in his life was is that when he needed a sword, then he came and got the sword of Goliath. And what he couldn't carry before he now was able to carry then and he took the sword he was able to use it in battle but he couldn't use it when he was younger because he hadn't grown into it but he grew into that you see when we first walk with God we learn to speak things and we I love the power of positive thinking I think it's great but see that's your infant stages of your christianity until you mature and grow into speaking God's word with full hearted faith and you believe it without a shadow of a doubt and you're not ashamed of it and you can boldly declare it and you feel God in agreement with that and we call it an anointing. Many times I get up here and I teach and I feel the anointing come and sometimes he gets me off the message and I feel what he's saying and I just repeat it. I don't have any agenda. All I wanna do is hear God's voice and say what he says. I try my best. I miss it sometimes, but I try my best, but this is what I am saying. Now I don't just do positive thinking, I don't just think good thoughts alone. I think on the Word of God. I talk to God. And now when God speaks, I have a different kind of sword now. I've matured from my life to another place now that God's given me a sword like no other. That's how God's Word is. There's nothing like God's Word. And when you learn to be skillful with the Word in prayer, you'll learn to be skillful with the sword that's like no other. It's a double-edged sword dividing asunder the soul and spirit, the joint and the marrow, dividing asunder everything that comes against you. There's no weapon formed against you that can prosper. The weapons that God has given you is greater in your life. You and I have to learn how to speak the word of God in our life. You've got to learn to declare it every single day. I am a blessed man. I am a blessed family member and this family that is covered by the blood. I am blessing my family. I am part of this family. I don't know why that's coming out of me right now. You have can't not, just, let me tell you, somebody, to somebody, to somebody here, This is a word for somebody. You have felt like you have been disconnected from your family and you no longer fit in because of past events. The Lord told me to tell you here right now that you are part of his family, that you are part of his royal blood, that you are not by yourself. You have family. I don't know who that's for, but I'm telling you right now, you've got to stop saying, I'm alone. I'm depressed. I'm sad. You need to start saying, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am favored. I am covered by the blood. I'm telling you right now, I am above. So, so you know, you got to stand to your feet sometimes and stand up and say, I'm not going to fall for anything anymore. I'm not going to fall down. I'm going to stay standing, and I'm going to say my words right. And there is nothing going to knock me down. I'm going to knock it down first. Well, what if it comes up behind me? You've got some breastplate behind you that's going to take care of that. Sometimes before you recognize it, you've got a helmet that's going to cover that. But you've got a rear guard called an angel. Now I'm going to tell you what the Lord spoke to me and told me to tell you. I was in prayer, and the Lord spoke to me and told me that every person came here today with an angel. Every person came here today with angels. We've all been assigned, some more than one, according to your assignment. I've learned based on your assignment is that's how many angels God will give you, based on your assignment. Yeah. But the Scripture says that those angels are waiting for the Word of the Lord. They, do not just, they don't obey your voice. They are, they're made to obey the voice of God. They're servants of the Most High, but they're here to assist us. So what they are doing right now, your angels are waiting. They fight for you. They war for you. I ain't scared of no witch. I'm going to tell you that right now. witches don't scare me. I've cast demons out, and I've had people that were involved with with God. I'm going to be very transparent with you. They saw what happened, saw the power of God. I have baptized witches. I know exactly what they deal with. I'm not afraid of demons. I'm not scared of the devil. I'm not scared of. Of sudden reports I'm not scared of bad news because I've got a God who is greater than all of that don't bother me none I'm gonna tell you right now I'm gonna tell you right now I'm not trying to be arrogant I'm just stating the facts God is greater inside of us So there are angels waiting to be released in your life according to the words that come out of your mouth. And you don't ever have to worry about what if. What are the repercussions? Just keep doing the right thing. Keep acting the the right way. Keep thinking the right thoughts. Keep stepping the right way. Keep believing the right things. Keep yourself right under God's blood and start speaking the right words. And today, angels will be released in your life if you'll learn how to speak the right words. I want us to stand to our feet. I wish you would just lift up your hands, and we're going to just speak some things together. That's what we're going to do. We're going to exercise what's just been taught. We're going to experience things that have just been taught. It is well known and well documented that God follows and confirms the word. The apostles pray that God would confirm Confirm his word with signs and wonders. And I don't think it takes your, I don't think it takes you having to see an angel. I don't think no one needs to see one. I think we just need to be obedient. I think you need to start speaking words that are in agreement with God's word. Are you ready? How many of you are ready to speak God's word today? Here we go. I want you to just agree with me. I don't want you to repeat with me. I'm going to start speaking. I'm going to start praying over my life and over yours but i want you to start speaking things in alignment with that are you ready to do that are you ready how many of you are ready to do that because i want you to learn i want you to do it because you got to start coming out of your comfort zone you've got to stop coming you got to come out of religion folks you got to come out of that complacency god has so much more for you but you got to be aggressive sometimes you got to speak it so lord right now in the name of jesus I thank you that this day, this day God, I'm going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. This day today, I'm going to bring forth fruit in my life and I'm going to enjoy the goodness of your word. This day today, I'm planted by the Spirit of God. I am planted by the rivers of water. The Spirit of God dwells inside of me. Today, there are living waters that flow out of my life, like you said. He that believes on you, as the scriptures had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Today, I walk in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Today, no weapon formed against me can prosper. I refuse. I disnullify. I nullify. I dismantle. I break every strategy. I come against every weapon that was formed against me and my family. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Life Center podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, then subscribe and follow us on social media at CLC Victoria. Connect with us by visiting our website, clcvictoria.org.